Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, November 29th. This is episode number 175. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Hey, Rod, going good. Happy Victory Tuesday. Yeah, happy Victory Tuesday. Um, we just had a, a an excellent victory Monday, which also happened to be your birthday. So I want to... Um, <laughs> Tell you, I was going to say in person, it's not really in person, but uh, verbally, happy uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked, we texted uh, yesterday, but um, happy birthday uh, a day late. So, um, yeah. well, let's hope this this birthday brings better things than the last one did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. So, um, hopefully, uh, <clears throat> hopefully this year uh, kicks off well for you, and, and uh, you know, and. Um, like I said, wishing for I, wishing for a little better and things I, and and all that. And so. I make it to the next one. Wow, <laughs> I mean, we're all hoping for that every year <laughs> at this point. So, um, all right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring in our guest. Our guest is Lynn Savage, and you can follow Lynn at the Lynn Savage because she is um, the only one, the Lynn Savage. Lynn, how are you? Hi, Rod. I'm good. How are you? Um, just great. Just great. Good to talk to you. Uh, it's been quite a while. Um, it has. Jeff, yeah, happy since... birthday. I'm sorry I missed Thanks, that. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. And we've had you on before, but it's only been talking beer, so I'm excited to talk some browns <laughs> with you. Um, we're going to talk beer, too. Of course. Because it wouldn't be right not to. Of course. Lynn's going to prove that she's as smart about football as she is about beer. I, oh, I don't. I don't claim to be smart about football. Just beer. Just beer. I don't I don't even know if I'm smart about beer. <laughs> I just like it. She just likes it. Just like football. We like football. Just exactly. And we like to talk about football. So I like so other sports too. Here. But yeah. I like you guys so much that I'm not even watching my UK game right now. So Oh wow. Oh, yeah, nice. We appreciate that. I know that's how important you are to me, but we're winning, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lynn, let's talk about some beer. You're the guest. You get to go first. So so um, let's uh, let's hear about what you're drinking tonight. Well, I showed you or told you what I thought I was going to try. So I decided to try the Samuel Adams Winter Lager. Apparently, this is a limited thing. Um, it well, it comes big. out in the winter time, I believe. Uh, obviously, but it is really, really good. Um, not too strong. Of course, I don't think anything of Samuel Adams is that strong. But it's got your normal, uh, like, or- like zest. Uh, the orange zest, the cinnamon, and it's got a little bit of ginger in it. But none of it's too strong or overpowering. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really good. Really good. Clean. What? What's the percentage on that? If you can find it on the bottle, I know sometimes they hide it. No, it's it's like five, six, five, eight. Five something. Okay. Well, well, cool. More than you know, the normal average beer. Yeah, pretty much right there. Yeah. Around five. Cool. Yeah. It's five. Glad you're enjoying. Glad you're enjoying that. I've. I've had that, but it's been a little while, so I'll be on. I have to be honest. I don't. I don't remember it. 
Texas. Yeah, well, this college. time of year, it's usually all the stouts and porters, and it's my happy time. Of course, I had to replenish the Christmas ale. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a mandatory. Yeah, so, uh, so guys, I'm drinking, I'm drinking an Alaskan, an Alaskan winter ale. So I'm also drinking a winter ale. Um, this is brewed with spruce tips. Um, this is a really? six, yeah, six point four percent. And wow. I'm gonna tell you, this this is incredible. This is really good. Uh, it doesn't taste like a Christmas tree or anything. It just tastes <laughs> like. Thing. I mean, yeah, it just tastes like a good beer. It's got, I don't want to sound dumb here. It's got like some unique flavor to it, which I can't place. And it's not spruce. That's good. Very it's, safe. It's yeah, spruce. It's, it's some, I, I can't tell what it is, but man, it, it's really good. If you, if you guys, this is in stores. I know I, I see it out. I've just, um, but I, this was a lone range in the fridge. So I, I pulled this out and thought it was good timing. Um, Lynn yes. said she was drinking a winter. A yes. winter beer, so I thought I'd try it. Um, I would highly recommend this beer. I think it's really good. So noted. Yeah. And uh, Jeff is uh, drinking drinking water tonight, Jeff. Yes, sir. All right. Excellent. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so Lynn, we're at the we're at the point in the show where. Uh, where we pretend this is the first time you've been on um, mm-hmm. because the other time we didn't talk Brown. So um, for first time, first time guests uh, and, you know, on Brown's shows anyways, we let them talk about their Brown's journey, just how you became a Brown's fan and, you know, anything unique or special or memories, anything you want to share about that, about that Brown's journey. So I'm going to turn it over to you and, and uh, let you go ahead. Sounds good. I get asked this quite a bit. Um, because I'm from Kentucky, so we didn't have, you know, a team, but my dad was huge into football. I was huge into sports. I was a tomboy. I played basketball, um, but loved football, kept stats for football and basketball growing up after I quit playing. Um, but I always watched football with my dad. That was the thing. Um, always went to as many games, you know, any games that I could, but we didn't go to NFL games or anything like that. But every Sunday you watched. And because we were in Kentucky, we always cheered for the Ohio teams, which of course is Cleveland and that other team that I no longer cheer for. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, just it, it was it was that was our thing we always watched football together and then we had I had a little brother and then he played football and we watched football um but I didn't get into being a huge Browns fan until they returned which was 99 yeah yeah, yeah. um prior to that I was you know having kids and had my last two right when they came back. But that entailed me meeting my husband then. And he was a huge Browns fan. That was it. He was a Browns fan. I loved football. I loved watching it. So 
it just kind of went from there. We then started traveling to Cleveland. I honestly have to tell I fell in love with Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that city. <laughs> for, for me, anyway, um, it just hits different. Like, it it just, it was comfortable. I, I just felt like I was home. Like, everything I did there, every time I went there, and we went to multiple games. We've traveled to games. I've gone to Kansas City for games. Um, just everything about it, I loved. Um, and even, you know, the horrible, just feels like you're never going to win feeling. It's just, there's always hope for me. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if that's why, but I mean, I'm just, I'm a Browns fan. I can't be anything else. I watch other teams, but you know, it's just like something that's on the TV, if that makes sense. But yeah. I love Cleveland. I love the Browns. I love going to games. I love showing up. I love all the fans. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because sometimes I just still look at them kind of like the underdog. And I want them to be so much better. <laughs> Everything yeah. in my heart just wants them to be better. And I don't know when it's going to happen. And I think that was maybe part of the thing Jeff and I talked about on Twitter the other day. I just, when when is it going to be their time? Yeah. 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 Uh, Who knows? So, so your dad was just a general football fan, not really of one team, or or did he root for both Ohio he, teams? Well, okay, I'll tell you a weird story. And I don't even know if this is true, but all growing up. Um, well, the, when I was younger, so back in the 80s, isn't that when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, right? The first yeah. of the boomer, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal, you know, for people that, and, and again, he, my fa- I had great aunts that lived in Cincinnati. So he leaned more that way, but it was always kind of a dual thing. You you root for the Ohio teams. We're in Kentucky. We're going to root for the Ohio teams. <laughs> Gave you twice a chance of you know of, uh, of right. having a good team. Right. So you know, was it did it lean a little more towards them? Yes. But this is this is the weird thing that I was told growing up. So that's when um, oh god, Chris Collins played, and all Collinsworth. Collinsworth, Collinsworth. Yeah. yes, Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. All growing up, I was told that Chris Collinsworth was my cousin. Like, down the line somewhere. Like, he's from the same place my mother's family's from, and he's like a distant cousin. I cannot tell you if that's true or not. My mother did not partake in any sports, so I don't know why that would have came out of her mouth. If it wasn't or she thought it was true but that was the only reason he would watch i mean you know that was like the big thing so we're gonna we're gonna cut the the poor chris collinsworth imitations right now then you just won't (laughs) 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 otherwise i don't care it never fazed me i did not care i watched football like i said even all the way through high school into college i kept stats just so i could be around it i just 
I like that kind of energy, which maybe we'll talk about later, but yeah, I, I like that hardcore sports mentality energy. So, well, that's cool. I mean, like, uh, you know, we find a lot of people have unique stories and um, yours is yours is definitely a little different from everybody else's. So, uh, so that's cool. Very Correct. Cool. I, I I didn't. I was not born into it. Did not grow. You know. I didn't live in Cleveland. I always say this. At the end of the day, yes, I chose the Browns. I chose Cleveland, but I feel like they chose me. Because yeah. It is just something that is ingrained in me. <laughs> For whatever yeah. reason. Well, I mean, Rod, once you, Rod, once you do pick you know them, where you Chris Collinsworth was born? I have no idea. Dayton, Ohio. Really? No, I didn't know that at all. I don't think I've ever heard that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I ever looked. Yeah. He, well, he never talks about that. He's probably, you know. All he does is annoy me when he's doing his. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you laughing, Jeff. You know he knows you too. Lynn may be, Lynn may be pulling out the imitation here pretty soon. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, uh, huh. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit of Browns. We may get back to Chris Collinsworth. We may not. I'm not sure at this point. It's, but, it's totally okay. I really don't think we're related. I, that was just the funny story that I was told growing up. Why? I have no idea. Still don't know. It was to get you to root for the other team. Potentially. <laughs> Why would my mother? Okay, well, forget. don't worry about it. That's another story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the Browns played the Buccaneers on Sunday, and um, Jeff, what's that old joke about the Buccaneers? Uh, uh, kid comes to the door trick or treating, dressed as a pirate. The the woman answers the door. She looks at him. She says, "A pirate? Where are your Buccaneers?" He said, "Under my bucking hat." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dad joke. <laughs> it is a dad joke, but yeah, and an old one at that. But it, it just I felt like appropriate it. right now. That was <laughs> funny. So uh, this game, I mean, um, the Browns started out well, and then the Buccaneers took a lead. And I'm just generalizing real quick here. And then it felt like there were three and outs, just uh, like at a record-setting pace in this game. Yeah, in the middle of this game. I thought, how many three and outs can can there be between these two teams? And I was going to try to find a stat on that, but I think I would have had to have gone through the play by play, and it probably would have taken me two hours to figure that out. Um, <laughs> there were a lot, and then it got exciting, you know, near the end with the Browns coming back and sending it to overtime and winning it in overtime. Um, so then, so then you look back and you think, man, this was a great game. <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> it really it, it really was not completely great it had some great moments in it though there, there you so, go yeah just it, this is a, a a case study of of how short browns fans memories are <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always say that's why we drink so much so we forget and go to the next one and get all excited again yeah, so before right. we go to individual performances, Jeff, why don't why don't you give some of your uh, your takeaways from the game? I mean, if you want to say why why the game actually sucked, even though the Browns won in overtime, <laughs> I mean that that's fine. 
Well, I mean, this this was a game where the, the defense actually stepped up and and started playing like we hoped they would and and gave mm-hmm. us tons of scoring opportunities. You know, I mean, um, and our offense just couldn't convert. And it's just more that frustration of us not being able to put the complete game together. And but I guess the the, the one takeaway from this game is, is that, um, you know, this is finally one in the category of winning a game that we should have lost. You know, we're always complaining about, you know, when are we ever going to win a game that we should have lost? Well, this is a game that we should have lost. I mean, we were, yep. we were one David Njoku miracle catch away from <laughs> losing this game. And it, yeah. everything lined up for us and we won. So put that in the bank. And, you know, next time someone asks you, when was the last time we won a game we were supposed to lose? This is it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lynn, why don't you uh, give us some of your thoughts on this game? Well. The game we sh- this was the game that we should have lost. Totally agree. I think everybody expected us to lose, but how many games that we should have won that we lost? So I'm okay with taking this win. We have a few more coming, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So, um, yeah, that, um, yeah, the Browns, uh, um, let me sidestep the actual game here for a minute, guys, because uh, this, this was uh, this was Jacoby Brissett's, um, you know, probably his last game uh, playing, you know, as, as a Brown. Um, and I just want to go back to the beginning of the season when we knew he was going to he was going to be the starter for 11 games. And, you know, I don't remember all of the conversation. We talked a lot about this on the podcast, and and I think the hope was that. You know, the the hope and the thought was was if the Browns could go six and five or five and six, you know, they maybe they have a shot this season. Mm-hmm. And with all these games that they could have won, you know, they're they're still sitting at four and seven. So to me, they're kind of one game off of almost what we expected out of this team. With Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, so when I look at it that way and think back to the beginning, to me, you know, it, I don't know if that really helps because you still feel like, oh, this team could have won all these games and they could, you know, could have a lot better record. Um, that's just the way we look at things. But overall, I still feel like um, like this seems probably not too far away from where it should be. At this point, I'd feel good about that, Rod, if if I felt like Jacoby Brissett was the reason for that. Um, Jacoby actually played his ass off. And he and did. Kevin Stefanski, like he always does, got more out of a quarterback than anybody thought he should have. Um, and the offense overperformed um, in, in those first 11 games. This this particular game was not Jacoby's highlight reel. I mean. He struggled pretty much most of the game, um, but he, you know, he toughed it out, and he, and, he, and he got us to win, and, and that's what you want from a good quality backup quarterback, right? Is you know when he's when he's in there, play consistent and and give us a chance to win, and he and he did that. Um, if our defense had played anywhere close to where we thought it should be playing this year, I, I think two or three of those games would have been in the win column, and we'd. We'd be really excited about where the team is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, I, Jacob- I totally agree with you. Uh, Jacoby, 23-37 for 210 with a touchdown. Uh, he took care of the ball. The only pick was that, was that uh, you know, heave at the end of the first half. So Yeah, the Hail um, Mary. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you have to like that, that um, you know, for the most part, he took care of the ball mm-hmm. this season. You know, he, he was at the uh, the Pats game where he threw three picks, but you know that was that was an outlier. Um, other than that, you know, he and he had some inopportune picks here and there, but right. when you look at what his job was and everything, he he played, he just played so well um, mm-hmm. for the Browns. Um, Twelve. I think he did. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I think he did. I agree with you. I think he, I think he did exactly what we wanted, needed. I would say need, not want. Mm-hmm. He didn't do exactly what I wanted, but <laughs> but I can't blame everything on him. I mean, Jeff said it earlier too. I think that's part of the issue. It's not the offense and the defense both showing up together. It's it, there's right. always something off, mm-hmm. and we all see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Jacoby ends up with uh, 12 touchdown passes, six interceptions, uh, th- throws for uh, 2,600 yards in 11 games. Um, you know, pretty respectable. I, I tweeted this out, but it's the th- it's the 30th best um, passing yardage total in Browns history in 11 games, and and everybody who's in front of him played more than 11 games. So right. um, so it's a very respectable passing yardage total. For him um mm-hmm. you know he, he he just uh what else can you say about him um just a a team guy he like jeff said he played his ass off <laughs> yeah no <laughs> he's, a, he's a good guy he's one of those good guys i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know how much any of us really knew about him before the season um you know we thought of him as a backup guy who had had right. chances here and there and just you know just um you know didn't quite work out or, you know, or, or he had the, the rap of uh, not being a good passer and all this stuff. And most of what we heard about him just plain wasn't true. Right. Well, I think it was a good situation for him. You know, Um, I I don't think anybody saw this version of Jacoby Brissett prior to this season. You know, this, this was, this was the best version of him. And, and, you know, that's what, he came in here, like Lynn said, he came in here needing to do that for his own career. Um, you know, we we needed him to do that, um, to, to hold down the fort. And it was a I think it was a, a, a really good marriage, you know, the, the yeah. timing and, yeah. and opportunity, you know, and and and, you know, good for him that, you know, he he now has set himself up for, I believe, a starting job somewhere next year. Oh, I could, well, I could see that. Yeah, when you look at uh, some of the teams that are struggling to to put guys out there, um, mm-hmm. you may have said this, yeah. Jeff, you know, as far as like Carolina. Um, yeah. You, maybe you said it last yeah. week. I, wouldn't they like to have Jacoby Brissett out there playing for them? Because they're just like well, flipping they, a, a three-sided coin out there, you know. They'd, which, they'd certainly like to have that kind of quarterback play because they're yeah. not getting it, um, you know. There's a lot of other factors that go into that, but I think there's, you know, at least a handful of teams in the league that that would seriously consider starting Jacoby next year. I, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think I you're agree right. With you. Yep. 
So let's let's um, we can't go a week without talking about Nick Chubb. Um, I'm bringing up Nick Chubb <laughs> because he had he had a, he had a great game. Um, 26 carries. First of all, I think I believe that's a season high. I was going to look it up, and I know it's a season high because I think yeah. 23 was his max before that. So he right. goes over a thousand yards. You know, um, and through 11 games, he got 12 touchdowns. Um, I don't have his average in front of me. I think he's back up over, you know, like 5.2 again or something like that. So, uh, but he rushed for 116 yards, and uh, and this puts him at four consecutive thousand yard seasons, which moves him into company with only with Jim Brown. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, and the interesting thing, I, I looked this up and. Nick Chubb, you know, in his uh, it must have been his rookie season um, when he had 996 yards rushing. Right, right. Um, yeah. Jim Brown. Loss. Yeah, Jim Brown also had one season where he had 996 yards rushing, and it was right in the middle. No of, way. Yeah, right near the <laughs> middle of his career. Because if Jim Brown, you know, obviously if Nick Chubb had those four yards in it, and I know a lot of people reminded me when I tweeted this that that he went over it and then he had a loss and it took him back under a thousand. Um, right. I, I, w- I was aware of that. I remember the play. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what happened with Jim Brown. You know, maybe he maybe he maybe his last carry that season was a 50 yarder. I don't know. But anyways, he was four yards short. And if he would have been over a thousand, that would have given him eight consecutive seasons of a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. So, um, just just to just to put it in um, you know in perspective, um, each of the Pruitts, uh, Greg and Mike, and Leroy Kelly, those three guys each had three consecutive thousand yard seasons. So that just that tells you about the Browns, but also just shows you what kind of company Nick Chubb's in. Um, it just doesn't happen. He's elite. He's just like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going. Yeah, I mean they're they're. Um, He's amazing. Yeah, people can people can debate all they want. Nick Chubb, uh, you know, um, Derrick Henry. Um, there are some Jonathan Taylor people out there. You know, as to who they think's the best. Um, I don't think you're going to get many Cleveland fans that are going to vote against Nick Chubb as being the top guy right now in the league. No. No. Well, that, um, that leads me to something. Can I ask a question? Where, where, what sure. do you guys think is going to happen with Hunt? Do you want him to stay? Do we have the money to keep him? Or do we let him go? And I don't. I think. Take what um, we can. <laughs> well, go ahead, Jeff. Why don't you answer? Well, Kareem Hunt rushed five times for 15 yards in this game. Um, and he caught one pass for six yards. Mm-hmm. Do we really need a second running back of that talent level? So I'm going to answer your question with a question, Len. Um, <laughs> My favorite. Because, <laughs> because personally, um, we, we have a deep running back room. We all know that. Um, mm-hmm. Kareem is, is going to get paid. Um, and you know, we're, we're starting to bump up against the salary cap next year. Correct. Um, so 
Kareem Hunt becomes a luxury to me. Um, and that's okay. why you draft Jerome Ford, right? Is that, you know, you, you want to have a less expensive option, right? And, and Jerome Ford has looked great returning kicks the last couple of weeks, by the way. Um, I agree. Very much so. So, yeah, I mean, you'd love to be able to, to put together an all Madden team every year with, you know, star players <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. But the reality <laughs> is, is that, much like Jacoby Brissett, um, Kareem Hunt is due to get paid, and mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be here. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it will be here, but I I go back and forth, and this is one of the biggest issues I have, and, and it's something you said to me the other day. It's what I want and what I see aren't necessarily well this goes back to the analytics <laughs> yeah it it it's it's not feasible it's probably not possible and but again i see a fire in him and i see a, a side of him that i i prefer as a fan mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah. that that's sure. that's really all it yeah. boils yeah. down to do i think yeah. that you know lots of the other guys are good sure and keep working with him. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any issues with that, and I totally agree with you. He probably deserves to go somewhere else and get paid the money he wants. But will it hurt? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, he's he's become a fan favorite, you know. Um, and I think he he brings that you know lunch pail work ethic that we Clevelanders identify with. You know that, that he's going to yeah. get in and do the dirty work. You know so. Yeah, I think I think there's there's lots of reasons to to like him and and want him on the team. I I just you know I just think if he was going to be on the team next year, he probably they would have figured out a way to get him under contract by now. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. We and agree on that. <laughs> nicely done. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what um, what's going to happen with Dearness Johnson. I mean. You know, again, he doesn't have. Uh, I think people saw him flash last season. Um, there are so many backs in the league, so um, you know he's he's a free agent after the season too. Browns have Jerome Ford, who uh, the guy that guy's very talented. Um, you know, I think he'll probably be ready to be the number two guy next season. I don't think the Browns have to look a lot further, but um, you know, there's a chance they can they can maybe get Dearness Johnson back on a on a low dollar contract too. Um, in mm-hmm. which case they're, they're still pretty much just as loaded as they are right now. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and I love Kareem hunt. I love the way he runs. Um, he, he runs like he just runs different from other guys. Um, doesn't yeah. mean he's the best, but he's just fun to watch. Um, it, you know, so I, I hate to see him go, but, um, they're gonna, they're gonna opt for, you know, they're gonna opt for guys who are not as expensive. That's just what they're going to do. So the problem with Dearness Johnson is he just hasn't played much, and you know no. he's, he's not built a case for himself anywhere. You know, so <laughs> right. So is this, that playing in the Browns' hands? Well, yeah, he doesn't doesn't have a lot of 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 you know 
Or or is he going to be mad at the Browns for keeping him on the shelf and he's going to go well, anywhere? With the yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a lot yeah. of options at this point, I don't think. You know? yeah. yeah, I don't know. And so, he, he's a talented guy. Um, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd be pretty happy if the Browns had uh, Ford and, and Johnson back next year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but even if it's even if it's Ford, um, you know, and and somebody else that they they draft or bring in as a free agent, I, I think they'll be in good hands. Yeah. Um, guys, I can't I can't get the the golf analogy out of my head right now because I'm looking at Amari Cooper, um, you know, and he he had the uh, he had that fourth down drop which was so unlike him Um, absolutely you know and and then he he ends up coming back later and catching the long pass um which which really um that was uh that was an overtime right so that's actually set up the uh the one x score as i recall correct was that not an overtime (sighs) was that at the maybe that was at the end of the maybe that was at the end of the fourth quarter or in the fourth quarter yeah yeah might, might yeah. have been the fourth quarter yeah i think so right Answer yeah my own yeah question. um yeah but um between the amari cooper you know mulligan and then we'll we'll get to we'll get to i tell you what let, let's uh but let's talk about these players and I'll, I'll share the other part of my golf analogy in a little bit but there were so <laughs> many individual um <laughs> individual performances here that stood out amari cooper and then yes. um mj emerson. mj emerson was was incredible um he was on mike evans and mike evans just looked just worn out and defeated by the end of the game mm-hmm. he just looked like he was ready to go home yeah and this is mike evans i mean um, this is a guy who's got 10,000 uh, career uh, receiving yards. Right. Um, you know, up against a rookie. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, it was an incredible show by Emerson. It really was. And and I think, um, you know, when he got called for that defensive pass interference on Evans, and I, I thought that was kind of garbage, but, you know, whatever. So um, <laughs> it was like the only we're time used, Evans won the whole time. It was kind of a freebie, you know. They were they were both pushing a little bit, and then Evans kind of like gave up on the ball as it sailed over his head, and then he started winding for a flag, and he got it because he's the veteran. Right. So, um, that's just kind of how that worked. So. Well, I'll tell you how important that was um, with us already being thin at corner, um, and then AJ Green going out. Um, we saw a lot of Thomas Graham Jr. on defense. And aside from special team snaps, that's the first time he's been on the field. Um, so MJ was actually taking the number one for most of the game. Um, and for him to step up and do that as a rookie is is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I, I mean, I saw Thomas Graham make some plays. I didn't see i didn't see him as much obviously as emerson because because they were still throwing at emerson like repeatedly yeah. right. um i don't i don't have it in front of me i think um i looked at it earlier i think uh i think mike evans had like like nine targets or something and he had like two catches for 13 yards 
something like that. So um, Thomas Graham appeared to play pretty well too, though, um, from what I saw with him. And I think uh, he's the, I think he's the guy they got from Chicago. So I think uh, people kind of liked him yeah. coming in too. So it's kind of yeah. good to see him out out on the field, not because of the injuries or anything, but um, good to see that he can play. Definitely. So um, defense had a good game. Not a great game, but a good game. It was a good game. Um, which brings me to the the second golf analogy. Um, you remember they're, they're in golf, you know, you can go out and stink it up all the time. Okay. But, but it seems like most rounds you, you hit that one shot mm-hmm. and, and it gets you to come back. Okay. It gets you to come back because you think, man, if I can do this, I can, you know, I can probably do better next time. You know, there's something there. Right. So was this game that shot for Joe Woods? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Because I think we were were all pretty much ready to get rid of him after last week. Um, No, the defense played well. The defense played well. They did. I totally agree with you. I I don't have an... I'm the person that sees both sides of the fence. I mean, I I don't do I yell and get mad and just go get rid of him. Yes, but in my head I know that's not feasible. That makes no sense. And they should never get rid of coaches in the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. Right. But I had a few issues before. And then I just see glimpses But I don't know, is it the players? Because I have an issue with some of these players. And, and, oh, my God, I might get yelled at for this. Even Miles Garrett getting in a car wreck. I I see players that do silly things. Like the, the, Mm. oh, my God, Perry on Winfrey. I had Mm -hmm. no idea he had a concussion or how he got the concussion. And then to find out that he was on a scooter. And ran into a pole. <laughs> that yeah. that makes me think something m- when my kids were young would do. So I, I yeah, these guys are in I their twenties, their early twenties. I mean, some of them are their kids. You know, some I mean, of them. I I type and work on a computer all day, and I'm not going to go ice skating in case because I don't want to fall and like break a finger, and be out of work. Mm-hmm. Here's my analogy. <laughs> Does your contract exclude ice skating? I don't want to hurt (laughs) my body doing something fun and silly, even though it's fun and silly, because I have a job that that I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where my issue is, is, yes, these guys are young, and yes, I get it, but they're in a totally different playing field than most average people and then i look at what but you know what woods did he got excited on the sideline i saw him did you see him he got excited (laughs) he he moved he did something he was like yeah and maybe it's just me being silly and maybe it's just me being around coaches that were screamers and yellers and you know their face turns red and all that kind of stuff but I, I, I'm not, I'm okay keeping Woods, but I need to see more. 
Is that fair? Like I need. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. need to see yeah. if he can grab the because we have talent. Can can he get them all to to be the best that they can be? Like my worst case scenario is Wills. Oh my God, what is wrong with him? <laughs> do, do you guys watch him play? Not play. Biggest biggest problem with Jed Wills is he's not Joe Thomas. I get that, but the dude stands to the side and watch people run right past him sometimes. <laughs> he does get beat sometimes, but you could also probably point to a few other things that went wrong on that play. Um, okay, so you're my voice of reason. You're the one that gives me yeah. the other side of this. I mean, he's he, look at he he's got he can play better. He can certainly play better. Um, and at times he looks like he's kind of giving up, not yeah. super motivated. <laughs> Yeah. To be kind, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's it strikes me as odd, I guess, as being. But I think the, the the offensive line as a whole has has really underperformed this season, and I mean that that goes right across the line. Too. Goes right across the line. I mean, um, even our our all world, all universe um, guards, I don't think have have played that great this year. And so I think it's probably just some cohesiveness that's not there and some guys being nicked up or whatever. But, um, you know, there's been an awful lot of, of running plays that have, you know, gotten us net negative yardage um, that we're just not used to seeing um, because they're, they're just not creating holes. And, yeah, I mean, defenses are purposely taking the run away from us. They're stacking the box, but they've always done that against us. <laughs> I agree with we've that. Never, yeah. We've never had a quarterback that. and wide receivers that scared them, you know. So, um, right. I, I think there's 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 a lot of issues going on with the offensive line, and and there's going to have to be some changes made in the off season to to shore that up. Um, not knowing what's going to happen with Conklin, and you know who our center is going to be next year. Um, and I hope Jed settles in for the last six games and, and looks like somebody that we can count on because we just don't need to try to replace that piece too. No, it'd be a lot. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't agree with trying to, I'm not the person that wants to get rid of everybody and start all over. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not um, going to, I am going to yell at him and I'm going to be mad, but Yeah. I look at both sides of it again. I don't know if it's Woods. Is he just not on defense? I don't know if it's him or if it's the players or if they just can't all get it together. Because, again, there's always something missing. It's like I'm waiting for this whole team to just show up at the same time. I think it's D, all of the above, Lynn. Right? Um, You have... You have players who, like Rod said, are you know young guys that mm-hmm. um, you're asking a lot of that mm-hmm. really don't know how to be professionals, uh, that are learning on the fly um, right. and, and don't have a lot of experience to fall back on. Um, you have a coach that, that is very conservative, um, who really doesn't want to get beat deep and, and, and plays as you would expect a guy like that to play. Um, right. Know, I, I've, I've, put it out there that I want to see our star players be put in positions to look like star players. And, you know, when you're, you know, three minutes or something left in the game before um, Garrett and Clowney finally share a sack, 
mm-hmm. you know, that that's, you know, come on, let, let's, let's put these guys in positions where they can put their stamp on the game, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there's some truth to that. I think there's also some, some truth that, that, you know, this organization just hasn't figured out how to win. And so, <laughs> and seriously, I mean, 20, 22 years in now, 23 years in now, I totally agree. It's a, yeah. we still haven't figured out how to win, you know? So, so yeah. the expectation isn't there for these young guys that, you know, they're going to come in and be professionals and, and, and contribute toward a winning environment. The expectation, right. as you were saying is, okay, we're going to go out and run our Porsche hundred miles an hour. You know, that that's, that's what they do because they're, they're kids that, that, that they don't have any real leadership um, or experience in winning to fall back on you know, and, and losing a guy like Anthony Walker, you know, was a huge hit from the leadership perspective in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that there just isn't enough of that on defense. And, and for that reason, I don't think there's been that cohesiveness, you know, so they've just kind of been all over the place. You've seen a few games where guys have, have played up to level that you'd expect them to, but right. there still hasn't been that game where this defense played like we thought it could. Right. Right. Um, a couple things. I, I I would say when you're talking about the offensive line, first of all, I think Nick Chubb has made the offensive line look a little better than it's played <laughs> this season. Um, when he times. gets hit, yeah. yeah, at times when yeah. he gets hit behind the line of scrimmage and still somehow turns it into a three, four yard gain. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so there's that. Uh, on the whole Joe Woods thing, I, I agree what you said a show or two ago, Jeff, and that's, I think you pretty much have to look at the body of work for the season after the season. Mm-hmm. You know, this was one game that he can kind of say, hey, look what we did against the Buccaneers. You know, mm-hmm. that that's what I can do with these guys, you know, um, but there are other games. So I think he's, you know, he has to put up other games and, and then it comes down to, are there, you, you know, can the Browns move forward with his defensive philosophy? Mm-hmm. Did they want to go a different direction? Did they feel like there are other guys who can come in and make an immediate impact with this defense? Or are they kind of, feeling like, well, our offense is going to be so good. If we can play, you know, just if the defense can improve somewhat under Woods, we're, we're good with keeping them. You know, I, I think they have a lot of decisions to make, and they're not going to make them until after the season. I think there's another piece of that, Rod, that, the, you know, your defensive philosophy is a reflection of your offensive philosophy. And going into this season with Jacoby at quarterback, um, you know, we, we knew the game plan was going to be, um, low risk, you know, run the ball a lot, um, you know, try not to turn it over, not put a lot of points on the board. Okay. And try not to play from behind. Okay. So, so that offensive philosophy, I think almost mandates a conservative defensive philosophy. Don't give up the big play, you know, keep your offense in the game. Um, you know, even if it means spending a lot of time on the field between the twenties. Okay. Um, but you're going to be conservative to try to keep your offense in the game, knowing that you're not going to win a shootout. Right. Well, yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's going to happen right away, but the reason you went and got Deshaun Watson was you take your offense from 20 points a game to 30. Okay. Because he has the ability to put points up in a hurry. 
either yeah. with his arm or with his legs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, right. so, you know, now the question is, is do we adjust on the defensive side philosophically and take more chances and be more aggressive on defense to try to create turnovers, to try to create opportunities for a more dynamic offense? And, and I think that's really what's going to be the uh, ultimate deciding factor on Joe Woods and, and this defense at the end of the season is how does that all come about? And, and is he able to deploy the assets he has in these last six games to, to put a statement out there on, on what this defense can really be capable of. Yeah, that, that's interesting um, because I, I think the lack of turnovers from the defense is kind of driving a lot of fans crazy. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know how many turnovers they have, but it feels like we haven't had one in two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it just seems like they just sit back there. You, you never see – a, a DB try to jump a pass. Um, it just doesn't happen. Right. Um, it, it's so conservative. It just, it kind of drives you crazy. And, 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 you know, and they're rushing, they're rushing four or five guys on almost every play. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they just, they just don't, they just don't get aggressive almost, you know, it just doesn't happen. So, yeah. Um, it, it, at least it was better watching the game this week. Cause I felt like, I felt like they, I mean, it wasn't aggressive, but they were playing, you know, they were playing uh, man coverage, um, you know, and, and uh, um, I don't even know. I, I don't think they put a lot of pressure on Brady, but um, they didn't give him all day either, um, you know, and, but they stopped the run. Um, so it was kind of like a little mix, you know, it's better than what we've seen but it's not exactly what everybody wants yet. Right. Right. There's so, always uh, next year. Go, go ahead, Len. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just being a smart aleck. I said there's always next year. <laughs> well, there is, yeah. 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 We're pretty well known for that around these parts, yeah. So so this um, so the Browns are going to play uh, in Houston um, as if the league didn't know this was the setup when they gave him an 11 right. game suspension and we're like oh this right. is going to be great because yeah because everybody loves the circus you know um right yeah. so have it's you Watson's... heard the latest go ahead no have you heard the latest about busby and the accusers oh. yeah yeah that's just messed up uh -huh. we yeah. don't you know what he's getting enough free publicity during the game we don't need to Give him any more here? Yeah. Oh no, I agree with you. I yeah, I we heard. Even said we heard. Anything. Yeah. I kind of I saw that on that on Twitter, and I just kind of did the old scroll on thing. Yeah, like <laughs> just keep scrolling. Uh, keep yeah. scrolling. Yeah. So um. So yeah, I mean, it, it, this game's kind of interesting in that um you know the Browns played well against the Bucks overall um. Uh, the Texans, the Texans are one nine and one, but I think they've been at some of their games. Um, you know, they they've lost six in a row, but I think they've played a little bit better than that um, in some of their games, anyways. So, uh, and the thing is, it's it's Watson's first game back after not playing in. Is it? Uh, I mean, it's two years. I don't know if it's two full calendar years or whatnot. Um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. close to it, though. 
So um, I'm not worried about the exact period of time, but it's pretty close to two years. So so you wonder how much rust there's going to be, um, you know, if they're going to open the full playbook for him or, or what they're going to do. So um, I guess, first of all, let's kind of get an idea of what you guys expect um, play-wise um, for, from the offense and, and Watson. So what, what do you... What are you thinking, Jeff? You think they're going to let him do what he wants, or you think they're going to try to bring him along slow with the playbook? Well, I, I, you know, he's been around all year. Well, with other than when he couldn't be here, but I think you know, since since training camp, um, he's had the playbook, so he he should know what the offense is and what the plan is. Um, I think it's more an issue of, of execution, like you said. He's he's he hasn't played in a while, and and you know real live hitting is, is just different. So, um, I think, you know, they're, they're probably going to do some designed runs for him. Probably going to, you're going to see an emphasis on that in this particular game. Um, you know, more so than him throwing downfield, um, probably lots of safety valves, um, you know, to, to get him comfortable. So yeah, I I don't think the 30 point offense is going to, you know, just jump up into, in, you know, week one with him <laughs> so um even against it's the texans gonna take, it's gonna take <laughs> yeah I, I think it's i think it's gonna take him a little while to get going so um yeah i i i feel good about him getting out there and and executing the offense but um i just don't think it's gonna look as sharp as as it can maybe maybe not even as good as it lo- has looked under jacoby mm-hmm. yeah lynn what do you think well i don't have Tons of expectations. That way I don't get let down. Um, I'm not that person that thinks that he's just going to come in here and miraculously fix everything in two seconds. And we're just going to be great as soon as he hits the field. Because I agree, he hasn't played in two years. I think Mm -hmm. getting a real live hit is going to hurt a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with Jeff. He's had the playbook. He should know it by now. But I, you know, I, I have issues too with Kevin and his face in the menu on what he's going to do and what he's going to allow to do because he just seems to like to do what he does. Um, but I think it's kind of a wait and see. I mean, yes, I agree. This is a whole new thing for him. He's got to get out there again. He's got to play. He's got to get hit. He's got to get used to it. Does he have? A lot to offer, yeah. Am I excited to see what that is? Yeah, but I don't really have any expectations on thinking he's going to just be a wow factor because he's on the field all of a sudden. Let me give you guys a stat, and let me see if this alters your uh, expectations any. The, The Texans have rushed for 973 yards this season. Um, the Browns have rushed for just under 1,700 uh, the, tex- the Texans have allowed 1,855 yards rushing. <laughs> now, admittedly, that's a team that's been behind a lot. So their opponent's going to try to run the ball. Right. That's still a lot of yards to give up. So that kind of yes. tells you, um, you would think the Browns are not going to come out and just try to pass, pass, pass in this game. You would think they're going to run the crap out of this the ball in this game. Mm-hmm. Well, Watson can run too. 
Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. That's, that's a good point. What I meant by designed runs, you know, designed for the quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole yeah, different. They, that's they've that's given the up, new wrinkle that we'll see. I think right. you're right. They, they've given up 15 rushing touchdowns. I mean, the Browns have scored 18, um, but the Texans have given up 15 rushing touchdowns. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so so that's so what that's you're saying is we can win. Well, the Texans are one nine and one. I would <laughs> like to think that we have a shot in this game. <laughs> I, I would like to think that <laughs> definitely. Um, I mean, I mean uh, Davis know. Mills, their QB, is thrown for 2,100 yards. I'm just completing about 62 percent. He's got 11 touchdowns, 11 picks. Um, their running back Damian Pierce has run for 788 yards, and then. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins both have around 500 yards in receiving. So um, that that's their offense. Um, mm-hmm. You know they're averaging they're averaging just under 16 points a game, and Browns are averaging just under 24 points a game. Yeah. So um, you you'd like to think this is a game the Browns can go in and score, you know, 24, 27 points and and win pretty easily, but. You know, it's going to depend on how the defense plays and how, uh, you know, how rusty Deshaun is and and all that stuff. So um, I want to go back to something because I forgot I forgot to bring this up. Um, And that is uh, um, Anthony Schwartz. (laughs) (laughs) He had two plays in that game, guys, um, against the Bucks and. the touchdown, the long touchdown run on the reverse was great. Yep. That that was the, how this all started with Jeff. Yeah, but the I, I said, holy shit. Sure talked about Shorts. That. <laughs> I thought the the catch actually improved his catch actually impressed me more because it was actually where he put his two hands up and grabbed the ball out of the air. I thought, boy, he actually looked like a receiver on that on that catch. And I'm not <laughs> saying that to make fun of him. I'm thinking maybe there's actually hope for this guy. But he's yeah. fast. He's fast. <clears throat> he is there's fast. There's been a lot of talk about um, the quality of his play as a gunner also. Um, so, I mean, he's finding ways to contribute. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You, you know, you have to think about that reverse – um, that doesn't happen without a lot of great blocking, um, without oh, Jacoby yeah. throwing a pancake block 15 yards downfield. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was great. That was, it's, it's, it's that nice was awesome. to see a guy contribute within the context of the team executing well. It was a great play too. It was a great design on that play. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the ball, Absolutely. uh, Kareem's uh, toss to him was very subtle. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't think everybody, you know, caught that it even happened at first. Right. So, um, and then, like you said, the blocks, I think um, uh, Jacoby had one. I, was a Murray Cooper down there, too? I think those guys both had blocks. Yep. So, yep. Um, so, yeah, it, it was not all Schwartz, but, um, but he did his part in it. So, yeah, it, it was good to see him utilized like that. So, mm-hmm. I just thought that was worth it. Uh, Jumping back to so um, so let's go back to this game with the Texans. Um, You're I still not going to say Najoku, are you? He's my man. <laughs> well, um, I mean, we can talk <laughs> about him. 
he's he's one of my faves. I like Njoku. Honestly, this this um he, he had the touchdown catch. So the amazing one-handed touchdown catch. He only he had two catches in the game for like what Correct. 18 or 20 yards, but you know that was it. He had he had a he had a at least one drop in the game. Um he did. <laughs> he still he still drops the easy passes occasionally, but he catches the tough ones. I mean, he doesn't he's he's catching balls at a much higher rate this season than he has at any point in the past. So I'm not going to get on him too much for one drop. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the touchdown catch was was tremendous. Absolutely. You know what's funny, Rod, is is he actually had five catches for 29 yards. And it, other than that one, there were the – You were going in and out, Jeff. He had yeah. five for 29? He had five catches for 29 yards. And, okay. and yeah, I mean, other than, you know, the one that you remember, um, very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I still think we need more, more help at the tight end position, is, I guess, is my takeaway. Yeah. You know, I must be thinking of DPJ. I think DPJ had two catches for, like, 13 yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's what happens. I when I look at the stats and just try to remember them instead of <laughs> writing them all down in front of me. So I wrote down I, some I'm of them. I'm impressed but, that you guys remember all those numbers. Um, I, I remember some of them. You that's know, not my thing. I look at. Them, <laughs> I I have five tabs open on my laptop, then I can't remember what I had for lunch. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I I have notes on a piece of paper. Sometimes I'll have. Uh, the game stats open on my phone while we're recording but um oh, other than that the secret's um, out <laughs> i don't yeah, usually yeah. i don't usually go the dual laptop thing because you know um just doesn't work the one keeps shutting itself off you know while we're recording so so i just try to remember what i can and if i forget something i just ask jeff because he's got all those tabs open that's right <laughs> So this game, I mean, I you know, I don't really know what to expect. Um, I think it's going to come down to Deshaun Watson's performance, you know, as far as how close the game is. If he comes out and plays well um, and does his part, I think I don't think the Browns should have any problem in this game. But if he's rusty and, you know, throws a pick or two, um, you know, it, it could definitely keep the Texans in this game. That's kind of how I see it. So if, if he comes out and, and just stinks do you, i mean they're gonna pull him right they'll put jacoby back in right no no don't you don't so. think so no that that's not gonna happen it won't happen no 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 um, let me ask you guys this because i believe that the browns are going to have some third and third and one and fourth and one plays the rest of the season where they may bring jacoby in for those. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm totally serious. I can see that happening. Third and inches, fourth and inches, where they yeah. bring Jacoby in to just pick up the first down, even if it's as a decoy to hand the ball off. Yeah. So okay. I want to play a little over under on how many plays you think that's going to happen on the rest of the season. And if you think <laughs> it's zero, that's fine. But yeah, the number I'm thinking is um, is five plays. 
Jeff, or, or wow. let's let Lynn go first. Lynn, you think it's going to be... You guys just said that they weren't going to bring Jacoby back in. I can't believe and you. I'm talking about for one play. <laughs> I'm talking about for one play to pick up first down, then he would... Okay, you think you think the rest of the year they'll do that five times with him? I'm saying I'm saying over under. And over I'm under. saying five, so you tell me if you think it's going to be more or less than that. Mm, less. Less? Less. Jeff? Yeah, it's it's going to be way less. It's an interesting question, but I just yeah. don't think you I don't think you take Deshaun Watson out of the game for one play. The only um, way Deshaun Watson's leaving the field is if he gets hurt. Okay. Oh god, let's not I do will that. be <laughs> tweeting and tagging both of you guys when that happens. Every time okay. that happens, whether it's once or never. Okay. That's fine. Um, what are, we, be what are we wagering a beer? Um, yeah. Well, no, we don't usually wager anything on that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for bragging rights. So, yeah. <laughs> so this game, guys, uh, Browns are on the road and they're favored by seven. Um, yeah. The over/under is forty-seven. So, um, on the road, favored by seven. That means uh, means a lot of people think the Browns are going to win this game, Jeff. And uh, before we uh, mm-hmm. before we get everybody's picks, let's look back to last week when the Browns won um, 20, 23-17. So um, correct. It's, yeah. Well, Jeff 20, had the 20. Jeff had the Bucks winning, so he's out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, jo- Jody had thirty one twenty four, and I had twenty seven twenty. So. I think I'm taking the win. But I did have the under. You had you had the over. under. Yeah, and you yeah, and I had the over. But you picked the wrong team. <laughs> I guess that is important. Yeah. I I'm taking the win at 27-20 when they won 23-17. So, Wear your crown with pride for one week. For one week until I totally mess this one up. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, let me get this here. All right. So, so Lynn, you get to go first. Let's have a score prediction for this uh, for this Browns-Texans game. Who do you think is going to win and final score? And if you want to throw any style points in saying, you know, who you think is going to do well or anything, that's fine, too. Okay. I always choose the Browns. That's just my nature. I can't go against them. I don't think um, anybody's picking the Texans this week. No. Score wise, that's that's where I don't know because they're generally in the twenties. I mean, they're not super high scores. I don't know with Watson what to expect because I haven't seen any play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say well, thirty-one twenty-seven us. Thirty-one twenty-seven. Lynn is taking the over by quite a bit. Yeah. So, Texans to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So so Jeff, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm going to go the other extreme. Um, <laughs> I, I think Jacoby's, or excuse me, I think Deshaun is going to have a little bit of a, a warm-up period, as we were talking before. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. Um, this is probably a great game for all of that to happen, and and for. Jacob, or I keep saying Jacob, for Deshaun <laughs> to knock the rust off. Um, 
but I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say that the uh, the defense also has a, a good day uh, against a a Houston offense that isn't all that scary. Um, so I'm going to go with 20 to 13 Browns. I'm going to take the under. 13. Okay. Jeff falling in love with the under all of a sudden. Uh, wow. Scary, isn't it? Did you hear Crazy. that, Jeremy? Yeah. Um, give me give me another couple of weeks, and I'll be back to my sane sane <laughs> predictions. No, I I understand. Um, I'm picking the Browns also, and I'm going um, I'm going 28-17. I think I think uh, I I think the Browns are going to run the ball and just wear out the Texans. And okay. I, I think uh, Deshaun will be a part of that running, and I think he'll throw the ball a little bit. He may have a touchdown pass, but I, I think Nick Chubb gets two or three touchdowns this week, and I think there's a good chance he runs for almost 200 yards in this game. Wow. So, okay. I think I'm just used I'm to the game being so close. Yeah. Chubb, so, so 200 plus. No, I said almost 200. I said almost 200. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't say 200 plus. I said almost 200, but I, I think he'll get okay. – I think the Browns will have three rushing touchdowns. I 200 think have plus two or up. minus. Yeah. I'm thinking like 180, 190, somewhere in that area. All right. I mean, right. I'm, I'm kind of thinking Nick Chubb gets two or three, and, and the third one, if it's not Nick, it's probably going to be Watson. Okay. Well, I think Cooper's going to show up hard. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that, that Watson has more than 50 yards rushing. More than 50 yards rushing? Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll kind of be surprised if he doesn't, so. Excellent. It should be a should be a fun game to watch. And um, I feel like we should have had a little Josh Dobbs tribute. Um, and all this, I kind of hate to see Josh Dobbs go because he's the guy that got cut when they brought uh, when they yeah. brought when they brought Deshaun Watson back. And, yeah. you know, it, as well as Jacoby Brissett played, there's just something special about Josh Dobbs and the person he was and the way he played in the preseason. I just liked having him on the team. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh. Yep. He was fun to watch. Maybe so we've gone this whole time and nobody's mentioned the skunk either. <laughs> well, the skunk's been everywhere, Len. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the skunk has probably set a record for the number of Twitter of accounts created in, <laughs> in like a two or three day period. I know. I've had oh like two people, two people follow me with that skunk thing, and I'm just like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it gives a whole new meaning to the, the the idea of a burner account, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. Come on, that stuff's funny. Yeah. I, I have to amuse myself somehow. Right. Right. <laughs> so, guys, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun, and um, we're hoping that uh, the Watson starting here is the start of a new era and some uh, some wins. Um, not that uh, not that the Jacoby Brissett era was all bad um, no. from a quarterback play standpoint, but uh, we're hoping the Browns, um, you know, hopefully that that uh, something will click. And again, not putting it all on the quarterback because we know that's not the case. But uh, you know, maybe something will happen here, and the Browns can put a little string together. So 
Um, let's get some let's get some closing thoughts. Um, we'll start with start with you, Lynn, and everybody can follow you at the Lynn Savage on Twitter. Yes. Closing thoughts about the game. Anything? Anything you would like to leave the listeners with? Um, I'm hoping that Deshaun actually brings what we need cohesive. Um, the QB is the biggest role. I hope he's a leader. I hope he owns that locker room. I hope he shows what he's got. And I hope they trust him, believe in him, and I hope that he just keeps bringing this team forward so we can finally be winners. I sure hope so. Jeff, closing thoughts? <laughs> Words to live by, Lynn. Well, right? yeah, just uh, um, I'm, I'm going to miss the next couple of weeks, so I'm counting on you guys to, to keep the good mojo going. Um, I, I got the Browns a win by picking against them this week, or last week. So, um, so yeah. you know. Guys, Maybe I should have picked the keep, Texans. Keep keep the mojo going, and um, see you when I get back. Excellent. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.